Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as a Pre-PT on your journey to becoming a future doctor of physical therapy. This episode has been sponsored by our Acceptance Navigator Series, which is a free four-part pre-PT video series where we teach you exactly how to take full control of your PT school acceptance journey, as well as how to find clarity and direction as a pre-PT so that you can dominate your application regardless of your GPA, GRE score, or fear of PT school rejection. Learn how to get into the driver's seat of your acceptance journey and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This is the most value that we have given away and it's free. Take control of your pre-PT journey today by going to www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. This episode has also been sprobed by our friends at ptschoolprobe.com. Listen to this. One of the biggest fatal application mistakes that thousands of PT school applicants make each year when applying to PT school is not applying to schools that are a perfect match for them. Partnering with our friends at PT School Probe has made that a problem of the past. As PT School Probe makes it extremely easy to plug in and enter what you're looking for in your ideal schools and you will be immediately matched up with your perfect match DPT programs in the United States. To get matched and locked into your perfect DPT school programs, go to www.ptschoolprobe.com www.ptschoolprobe.com and use the code PREPTGRIND in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you there. That's PREPTGRIND for your code. This will save you hundreds of dollars in your application by helping you avoid throwing away money at the wrong schools and saving tens of thousands of dollars lost every year that you miss out on becoming a DPT. So go to www.ptschoolprobe, that's ptschoolprobe.com and use the code PREPTGRIND in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you. And that's because we got you covered and we are excited to share this next episode with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast episode. We look forward to serving you. Have a blast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we help you to become the best PPT applicant and student you can be. My name is Brittany, and I'm one of the podcast directors. I am very excited to be on here today because we have Cage Kramer, um, a student who's just been accepted to PT school, who's going to go over his story of his pre-PT journey. So thank you so much for being on here with me today. And then I'm going to just dive into the first question. All right. So tell me a little bit more about your story as a pre-PT up until now. And then you could also tell me a little bit more about how you found a pre-PT grind. Yeah. So uh, like you said, my name's Cage. Kramer, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I went to Ohio State for undergrad. I graduated this past May and I actually wasn't, I wasn't accepted to Ohio State, the main campus in Columbus my first year. So 
I ended up going to one of their satellite campuses and then working my butt off to get transferred over to the main campus my second year. So I ended up being there for three years. I'm actually a first generation college student. So none of my family members uh, went to college, graduated. And I would say my first encounter with physical therapy was I played hockey my whole life starting at um, three years old. And I ended up getting a stress fracture in my back. Um, I think it was my freshman year, um, end of freshman year of high school, um, somewhere around there. And it was just like the most annoying just injury. It's like every other step for, for those who've had a stress fracture, it's like every other step, it's like a little ice pick in your back. Anytime you're halfway bending over, standing up. So it was just the, it was just very aggravating and I went to physical therapy for it and it was almost like, I mean, I described it just magic. It was like immediately just a fix and I was even stronger than I ever was before. So that kind of just sparked my interest immediately. And I'm like, this is something that I want to do. So that's where it kind of started. And then I would say, oh yeah, I guess you asked about so how did I come in contact with pre-PT grind? Uh, like we were talking before, while I was going through my application process, I kind of just wanted to, I was thinking to myself, hey, like, I wonder if there is a resource out there that helps motivate pre-PT students such as myself, just to give them more hope and more confidence going into applying to get into school. And I was like, maybe that, maybe I can come up with something like that and just produce it myself, maybe later down the line, maybe make my own podcast or something just to help other students. And then I ended up just coming across the the podcast just through my research. And so I just started listening to, you know, Joseph's pre-PT inspired series episodes. Every, every day I'd wake up and drive to work. I would just listen to a new episode each morning and just kind of pick each person's brain that would come on there and take advice and, you know, lessons learned from each person. And it, it was awesome. And then I joined, you know, their Facebook page and watched all their YouTube videos and everything like that. I was just super happy to find that there, there was, you know, people out there that were trying to help other pre, pre-PT students because, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough road. Like, as you know, it's a really hard process. And it, it, I, I really think that it's something that a lot of people, if, if you're not in the health field, that you don't really fully understand. I feel like as time goes on, it's becoming more and more competitive and more challenging. And I really think that it's something that's underestimated just with a random story that I could think of. I was talking to one of my managers the other week and, you know, we just got into a conversation about, you know, what are your plans for the future? What do you want to do? And I was like, you know, I'm just trying to get into physical therapy school. I want to be a physical therapist. And her response was, shouldn't that be easy? Isn't that something that's like really easy? Don't like, if you just tell them that you want to give them your money, shouldn't you just get accepted? I'm like, it just really struck me. I'm like, okay, I really think that this is misunderstood. And I'm like, if that were the case, then everyone would just tell Harvard that they want to give them their money and they would get accepted, but that's not how it works. So I guess that's. Well, what is like, where do you work? What does your manager do? Or like, what did they go to school for? So my, I have a couple of jobs. So my, my one job is uh, I work as a rehabilitation aide at an outpatient physical therapy clinic here in Ohio. And my other job is uh, in the fitness industry. It's at one of like one of those big time gyms. Uh, so I guess I, I'm not sure. I can't remember what they went to school for or anything like that, but they're in the fitness industry. And, you know, it, it's not just that those 
I mean, it's, it's everyone. I, I feel like if you're, obviously it wasn't the people at my physical therapy clinic that were saying that, but thing I was just kind of like, man, I wonder, I wonder how just misunderstood and underestimated this whole process is. Cause I, I don't think they really know when you tell other people like, Hey, I'm trying to get into physical therapy school. They're like, Oh, okay. But I, I really don't think that there's an understanding of just how competitive it is. Like I said, as time goes on, like just seeing, just for like a quick example, I, at the physical therapy clinic I work at, they have all of our physical therapists that work there have their license on the, on the wall. And you look at it and you see one of the physical therapists that had their license, you know, 20 years ago. And then we have two physical therapists that had their license within a, co- a few years apart from each other just recently. And the difference of number, it was only like a couple thousand until a few years ago. And then between just the two of them, the recent ones, it was like thousands and thousands. So you could see that the amount of license that are being given, like the amount of license that are being earned is just way higher as time goes on. So I think that's just an, a good like visual of just how competitive it's getting. I think you're right. I think that, well, one, I feel like all like healthcare, like everything in the healthcare field is pretty competitive, but I think that on a yeah. whole, people might not understand, people don't understand what physical therapy is or what we do. And then two, they, they don't know that how competitive it is. And then I think I was doing an interview yesterday and someone was like, they wanted to learn more about pre-PT grind and they were like, well, what, couldn't you just go to your advisor? And I'm like, the advisor is not. The last, and I'll talk about that too. That's the last person that you want to go to. <laughs> I, really, I was like, I was like, literally so many of us have heard, oh, maybe you should just give up. And, and they were like, what? Yep. They yep. were surprised, but these were physical therapists, but they had a different journey. Like, I think they just like went straight through and had no issues. And it was like, they were surprised that that's like an experience people are having. Um, and then I wanted you to talk a little bit more about what it meant for you to be like first generation, like, cause I'm first generation and I'm also like first generation American. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are first generation too. Um, so like, mm-hmm. how does that also play into your journey and like any issues you've had or. I think, honestly, I think that just kept a lot of the fire underneath me just to keep me going. It's. It's like just to, to graduate from Ohio State was like this huge like accomplishment, but it just it just kept me going and I never wanted to to disappoint my family. I just wanted to keep just, you know, and I'll keep saying it, never settle. Um, I just wanted to keep going and going until I, I get what I want, which is to be a physical therapist. And, you know, nothing was gonna nothing was gonna stop me no matter what my advisor said, no matter what anybody else said. Um but yeah, I think, I think a lot of it is just the motivation that it gives you just cause you just want to make everybody proud. I mean, that's how it was for me. And, you know, right now I'm not even, I, I was accepted, but you know, I still have to go through school and I still have to take my boards and then get a job after that. So with all things considered, I, I don't even know if I'm halfway there to the goal, but it's still, I, I guess, yeah, that would be my answer. Just, it, it keeps the fire and motivation in me just to make everyone proud and not disappoint so yeah definitely I think it also feels like well at least for me it's like I it's like I know when I'm like all this work that I'm doing I'm like I'm also doing this for my mom and my grandma and all these other people in my family because it's like you're trying to build that generational like 
not just like generational wealth and generational like like I don't know like you're trying yeah. to like succeed for everybody pretty much yeah absolutely. Um, so my next question well that ties into what has been the greatest challenge in your journey so I have a I have a few things so I would say the the biggest struggle is just kind of the self-doubt and just trying the the struggle and war within your own head trying to you know keep keep your chest puffed out keep your head up and just think yourself I am smart enough I am I, I will do this and just trying to keep your your head up um, and then you go into the you know the typical other struggles such as your coursework and you know retaking classes and stuff like that um, as far as like coursework goes I struggled big time with a lot of prerequisites for PT. I did not have uh, an outstanding, I think I had like a 2.7 something prerequisite GPA. So I struggled big time with, you know, physics and uh, I don't, I don't even want to, I'll get PTSD just thinking about it. But, uh, <laughs> but, and then it, a lot of my, all my roommates and friends in college, they were all uh, like in the business, like finance, accounting areas. And they would literally just kind of like sync up their schedules and they, could take classes together and do all that. And I was like the one lone wolf that was doing it all, taking all these science classes and stuff by myself. So it was, it was rough. And then, so obviously with my prerequisite struggle, I had to retake classes and stuff like that. I, I've taken a total of, I think I've taken each physics class one and two, I've taken it twice um, just to, just to get there to the cutoff. And, uh, and then, you know, there's also, you know, the GRE, which is a whole different discussion that I could go on and on about. But like, I just wanted to, while I was on, I just wanted to make it clear, like, whoever's listening, do please do not beat yourself up over the GRE. Like the GRE has no say whether or not you're going to be a, a good physical therapist, whether or not you're going to be able to treat patients um, effectively. It, I mean, it, it literally, I, guys, I got into PT school, I, I wrote it down, I got a 36, I was in the 36 percentile for verbal, the 25th percentile for quantitative, and I think I got a four in the writing. So it's possible to get into PT school with not a crazy outstanding GRE score. And it, it's just not something to, to get hung up on. It, it really isn't. Even the creator of the GRE, the ETS, it even says on their website that the test has no correlation to success in graduate school. So, I mean, when you have the creator of the entire test saying that, I think it tells you something, but sorry to go off on the, the GRE. I kind of, it drives me crazy as you can tell, but uh, yeah, I would just say is struggles is the biggest one is just the battle within yourself. And then, like I said, you have all that, you have all that other stuff that like you're, the stuff that they actually look at, which is your coursework and stuff like that. But just keep your head up and just know that you, you are good enough. And if it's something that you really want to do for the rest of your, your life and you know that, then seriously be relentless in pursuing it and don't let anything stop you. Just literally steamroll through everything that comes in. Cause I always, I always say like you, as soon as you, if you give up, you'll just never be satisfied if you know that it's something that you want to do 
And I always say there's, I guess, three categories that something will go into. It's either a job uh, or a career or it's a calling. And if it's a calling and it's something that you know you're meant to do, then you, you seriously need to be, you need to do whatever it takes to, to get there. Because if, if you don't, you'll just never be satisfied. And it sounds brutal, but I truly believe that. You just need to do whatever it takes in order to get it because you'll just, uh, you'll, you, you just, not, you can't settle and you have to get it. So, yeah. I like that. And it's true. I feel like, yeah, you're going to be more disappointed for giving up than exactly. just have, like being able to move through what I, we just did this. I just did a, edited a podcast that uh, Joseph and Casey did about failure and about it, considering it as temporary defeat. And if you can just move through those like temporary, because they're just temporary, if you can keep going, then you can get there. Yeah, absolutely. So then my next question is, what are your goals for the future? What settings are you interested in? And what attracted you to that setting? Uh, so, you know, I thought about it a lot. I did a lot of observation in a variety of settings. My job that I've worked in for almost two years is an outpatient, like I said, uh, mostly like sports, I would say. But I definitely have, I think the ultimate vision is to, to have my own practice somewhere. Um, and I'd like to work with a variety. I, I don't really see myself just focusing in on one certain kind of uh, demographic or anything like that. I just kind of want to work with all ages, all people, any sports, whatever. So I would just say the ultimate vision is just to have my own practice and to be able to work with any patient that, that needs help. So that would be, uh, I, yeah, that was, that's what I would want to do. And pretty cool. And then, so you've mostly done, because I think you also said that you work in fitness as well. So you've mostly done like sports medicine and fitness and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I've had a lot of different jobs and I've worked in a lot of different settings. I've worked with kids. I worked at a daycare for four years. And then I've also been in like construction type work. I've been in gyms and I've been in physical therapy settings. I've worked as a coach uh, for hockey. So I've been in like a lot of different industries, I guess you could say. So that's pretty cool because then you get like a lot of experience from different areas. Yeah, you can always take something from each thing and, and run with it. So yeah, definitely. I feel like I've, I've only been in pharmacy for the last four years, but well, one, it's a good experience in terms of just, I guess, healthcare in general and pharmacology, but also I think I learned a lot about why I really want to do physical therapy and not pharmacy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's a great feeling when it hits you like that, when you're like, you know, like this is your, this is your plan and you're just going to go with it. So it's, it's nice to know, like coming into college, I knew exactly like I'm going to go to physical therapy school. So there wasn't like any, I didn't have to change my major or do anything like that. It was like this one set path from, from high school, which sounds kind of closed minded, but I just, I don't know. It just hit me and I, it just felt like this is what it, what I need to do. So, and I'm sure it feels like that for you as well. Actually, my story is kind of different. I actually started, I was pre-med from like birth. So I always thought I was going to medical okay. school and yeah. then I graduated college and then I was like, okay, cause I also did psychology. So then I was like, maybe I should nice. be a clinical psychologist. And then I found physical therapy and I was like, wow, this is really what I want to do. And like, the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. So it, it took me a little bit, but 
but I got there. But it is, it's nice to have that, like, because I didn't go straight through, it's nice to have this, like, few years where I'm like, okay, I know concretely, like, I've been in the workforce for a little yeah. bit, and I know concretely, like, this is something that I want to do. Yeah, definitely. And then, what attracted you to your program? I know you said you're going to University of St. Augustine, so what attracted you to that program, or what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I was a lot of things, actually. I, uh, so I know that like just doing my own research that the, the program was founded um, by Stanley Paris. He's Dr. Stanley Paris. He's uh, pretty much, he's like the godfather of uh, manual physical therapy. And so just with talking with recent graduates of the program as well, um, they let me know that, you know, the program is very hands-on. It's very manual therapy based. And that's something that I was looking for. So that made me really excited about the program. And so that was like, that played a big part in my decision. And then also, I know that just like going through their website and everything, I, I realized that they're very community service based as well, which is something that always appealed to me. I think it started like, I went to St. Ignatius High School in downtown Cleveland, and they were very, um, we had to, we had things such as soft, sophomore service and we always had to do different things and get involved in certain groups um, to augment our community around us. And that kind of sparked like my desire to help others in any way I can. So I think my high school played a big part in also my decision to want to be a physical therapist. So going back to St. Augustine, I saw that they had a lot of opportunities and I even asked in my interview, I asked the faculty who interviewed me, um, are we as students able to like design our own programs, our own groups or whatever to whatever the word is for it, to help our community? And they said, yeah, like we give our students full reign to just go ahead and create whatever you want to create. Start it yourself. And I thought that was awesome, too. So, yeah, I mean, just and then, you know, just flat out just speaking with recent graduates, just everything that I heard was was things that I, li I like to hear so I just everything that I heard I was excited about that's awesome and also that's a really great question like and that's pretty cool that you get that have that opportunity to create service programs and or, or like a club yeah. or anything yeah that's really cool I think I have like a similar experience where it's like I a lot of my time in high school was volunteering and doing a lot of like yeah. service so I'm always looking for I guess programs that really emphasize that as well oh yeah definitely I was super happy about that so it was kind of just like a bonus to the whole correct because it's not really related to the curriculum but it was just kind of a bonus for being at the school in general it's like oh wow I can I can work on that while I go to school for physical therapy which was just a, like I said just a bonus well I guess I mean a little bit because I feel like being in this profession is about serving people yeah so of course serving your community so yeah. regardless of what you do it's always going to come back to oh, your yeah. calling of what oh, you oh yeah to. absolutely and the relationships that you just get to make with people and the, the people you get to meet in the process yeah uh, plays a big part too so yeah and then my last like official question is do you have any tips for current pre-pts or for your younger self or anybody who could be in a similar position as you yeah. So like I said, I don't think I've, I've brought it up yet, but um, it took me 20 applications to get into physical therapy school. 
So, you know, the first one goes out, denied, second one denied, third one, hey, we didn't even review your application. Four, here's the supplemental, fill this out and pay for it. Do that, and they come back and say, oh, even though you filled out the supplemental, we are denying you and not looking at your application because your GPA is too low. Uh, fifth one, sixth one, seventh one, eight, same thing. Uh, we get to, let's see, the 19th application. It's a school in Texas I got an interview for. I was felt super confident about it. And, you know, my parents live in Colorado and there was a, a um, layover in Colorado. So um, to get to Texas, and I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. I'll stay with my parents. So I ended up flying out to Colorado the day before my interview in Texas. And I get there, it's like 70 degrees and sunny. It's like so nice. And then I wake up the next morning and there's like three, four feet of snow on the ground. And I get a text message saying that my flight is canceled. Most of the flights out of the Denver airport were canceled. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to rent a car and drive to Texas right now. I'll get there 30 minutes before my interview. I'll be all right. <laughs> but I ended up, I ended up just... Uh, going to the airport and then just pretty much running from kiosk to kiosk, trying to figure out if there were any flights at all available to, to get to Texas. And there ended up being one flight to get there at like three in the morning or something. So obviously I took it. It was the only flight that was going and I got to my hotel in Texas. I had about an hour and a half of sleep, woke up, went there. I was the first one in the interview. So and then with, after everything was said and done, it, the interview went great. I ended up getting waitlisted. So after all of that, it's like this big trail of like candy and you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is going to be perfect. I had this awesome story to go along with it. And then you ended up getting waitlisted. And then I ended up never hearing back a decision. So obviously there was too many in the waitlist or however that works. So and then there was St. Augustine, my final, the 20th application that was, uh, that ended up going through and everything's been great, but like, I, just going back to everything and the reason why I bring up that whole story and all those applications is because there's a level of persistence that you need to, that you need to have just, and like I was saying before in the other questions, like just keep your head up and be relentless. Just keep going at it until you get it, no matter what happens, no matter if your flight gets canceled, no matter if you're submitting all these applications and you keep getting denied, no matter if your counselor tells you that your GPA and you should pursue a different career path, uh, which is what my counselor said to me at Ohio State. So I would just say, keep with it, stick with it and show, show, uh, show your persistence and, you know, keep your head up and, just get it done because when you do, you're going to be uh, satisfied. So that's great. I love that story about trying to get a rental car. Like <laughs> that just like shows like how determined you are. Like even regardless of the wait list, it's like just that shows like your spirit and like, no matter what, like regardless of that school in Texas, like you were going to do it. So that's oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> my, my dad was like, why don't you just call him and then just say like, Hey, I'm not gonna be able to make it. Like, can we just reschedule? I'm like, yeah, that's not how this works. Like there's going to be a hundred people there. Like they're not going to move this event a, another week later just for me. And it was, and that's the other thing that like, we didn't really talk about like being a for, and you could probably relate being a first generation college student and you're like applying to grad school and stuff. And like, 
PT cat, like you say PT cast, and then they, they, they look at you like you're an alien from outer space. And it's like, what code are you speaking? They don't really, um, they can't really understand like what the, these new processes are and like how we're supposed to do it. So just, just like that, like, why don't you just call and reschedule? I, I really don't think that's something you can do. That's not really possible. So I'm like, I am going to just drive to Texas uh, in the snow and I'm, I'm going to get there either way. I don't know if I have to build my own plane in the garage, but I'm going to get there and there's nothing that's going to stop me. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They, they don't know what's going on. I wanted to be nice about it, but. <laughs> I think especially because, you know, we're talking about people don't know how hard it is. Don't know how competitive it is. I think also just, the way things work for our generation is completely different from even past generations. Well, Everything is so different now. And so yeah. not even just being first generation, it's like we all kind of have to make, forge our own paths and do our own thing. And you do have to have that spirit of like not giving up because yeah. it's, it's rough. It's just, you know, just holding your mindset no matter what. So I think we, yeah, we all have different struggles. We all have different, different backgrounds different things we come from but I, I truly believe like with the right resources you can do it yeah definitely and that's why pre-pt grind is such a big it was such a big resource for me it's like I needed I didn't have that many like I said all my friends and um, roommates were in business and it's like who do I who do I talk to about like physical therapy stuff they're not gonna want to talk to me about that so I just ended up finding you guys and then just finding, uh, just talking to the f other physical therapists that I observed with. Cause it's like, I felt weird. Cause it's like, can I have your phone number? Like to the physical therapist that I was observing, but it's like, I think they understood. Cause it's like, I need to, I need some sort of mentorship as far as like how to navigate around PT CAS and how to, you know, just, any questions that I had about different schools or about the application process, like if I didn't have people to reach out to, then I, I really don't think I would, I would be here um, today. So it's super important to have people to help you out. So, and that's why I want to help others in the same. And that's why I'm so happy that you guys are doing that. So that's what attracts me to you guys. That's awesome. So I wanted to thank you again for coming on with me. Thank you. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, and tell your friends about Perfect to Grind. We would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.